You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Yeah. All right, it's going now, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's going to be in there. It will be because oh, there's no. the music. <laughs> it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet. Helping you with your pets. That's that's what we're here to do. Talking about animal issues and uh, having some fun along the way. Brian Donovan's uh, animal behaviors dog trainer, Doctor Yvonne. She takes care of medical stuff. My name is Jamie. I just want to make sure everybody has a good time. And, and I'm Sam. It's Sam. Sam, yay! <laughs> yay, Sam! Yay! Sam's here, and uh, Sam's always here to to keep us in line and and, and handle yeah. all the socials and. Do all the really más importante stuff. Not really, but so we got the face based thing rolling. Yeah. All right. So uh, social medias, websites, right? AnimalTalkRadio.com and then uh, Animal Talk Radio on the the Twitter and the Instagram and uh, YouTube Facebook. and FaceSpace oh. and all of that. So uh, usually roll video while we're doing it, and like I said, just just have some fun. So Sam, uh, it's just you and I. Brian had yep. a Brian actually had a little bit of a tragedy. Uh, I didn't tell you. No, you didn't tell me. It's it's sad and messed up. Oh, okay. Um, and, but he's at a he's at a funeral. Oh. Uh, it's very abrupt accident thing with a, a family, uh, a distant family yeah. relative. But he had to go to the funeral. So it's just you and wow. I today. So that's uh, we're here. But we have a guest lined up. We're Woo. we're talking about. Uh, and again, it's gonna kind of be a drag of a show. Actually. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit sad because uh, earlier this week, uh, earlier this month, there was a dog, Coquito, uh, a little French bulldog. Is yeah. that? I think that's his name, yeah. Coquito, something like that. But this little black cutie pop of a, a, a French bulldog, and uh, he he was put in a, a, an overhead compartment during a flight from Houston to New York, which is like and a three-hour flight. And right. yep, he suffocated. So uh, just kind of a super massive tragedy for yeah. the family and incredibly awful PR for United. I don't care about United PR. But uh, it, it's indicative of a problem in the treatment of pets on, on flights. Yeah. And it, there, it's been a problem, and it's not its not just Kokito, but uh, it, that was one of the more heart-wrenching ones because, oh, man, there's pictures Oh. And they put the pictures on. on oh, the, I, I can't look at. Yeah, those. they no. put they put people put pictures on the line, and it's not cool. Oh, no. So, so uh, we're going to be talking the Animal Defense Fund, the Animal Defense League, uh, something like the Justice League, except they defend <laughs> animals, animals from injustices. Uh, but they they're 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 getting behind some legislations that are, are being proposed, and the one that they they sent me and was talking about was from New York and it's like a New York senator but like oh. a, a state senator in yeah. New York and I'm like so what's the point what, what's a, what's a state senator yeah. going to do on an FAA you know because that's like federal legislation yeah uh, but there are like I don't, I don't know if she's going to be in tune with it or not but there's, there's there are a couple uh, U.S. senators that are um, getting involved with oh, wow. uh, some legislations on this. So we'll see. But we have a, a guest coming up in, from the Animal Defense League, and, and we're going to talk to her. It's uh, Lindy Laris. Linton, Lindy. Lindsay? <laughs> Lindy. <laughs> She's like doing a crazy <laughs> dance from the 30s. It's Lindy Laris. Lindsay. 
Yeah. <laughs> the Lindy is something different in entirely. That's uh that's what that's uh what you did normally at the school dances with oh, the yeah. Lindy. That's how you, that's how you got all the boys. So Sam would be out there doing the Lindy. <laughs> Sam used to be a student of mine. Yeah. She's better now. I'm better now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh Lindsay Laris, it, she is she's the uh, the legislative affairs senior staff attorney. Oh wow. Yep, they're at the at the Animal Legal Defense Fund. So, we're going to we're going to talk to her coming up uh not too long from now and uh, we're going to talk about the the Coquito case, but so we're going to set it up first. And again, just heart-wrenching. Heart-wrenching, breaking story. Uh, let me if somebody's not familiar with it. Um, we break it down for you. Uh, this is coming off of the CBS News website. Here, as the dog died in the United overhead bin, barked for two hours. The grieving family is speaking out after United Airlines flight attendant forced them to put their dog in an overhead bin where he died in flight. Oh. The ten-month-old, and it was just a puppy. Oh. 10-month-old French bulldog was kept there for the entire three-and-a-half-hour trip Monday from Houston to New York. This is back, uh, like, March, I don't know. Yeah. Early March, uh, early this month. Um, The family heard him barking in the overhead compartment for about two hours, uh, and the airline has apologized. United Airlines issued a statement accepting full responsibility because, well, they are responsible. Yeah. Uh, They accepted full responsibility for the incident, which it says is under investigation. Still, many are wondering how an experienced flight attendant could have let this happen, report CBS News transportation correspondent Chris somebody or other. Um, (laughs) This is coming from uh, uh, one of the family members, Catalina. Uh, he was a really special dog. It's sad uh, he has to leave. He has to leave us. This is an 11-year-old Sophia. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Very sad. Um, so uh, there's a little 11-year-old. And there's some heart-wrenching videos online of you know, Sophia oh. and her siblings talking oh, about no. I know. It, it's like, oh, I can't watch what's, that. What's worse than uh, the pictures of the dead dog, the 11-year-old grieving over the yeah. dead dog? Ugh. Anyway, um, so the flight attendant uh, and, and the mother put the dog in a carrier but struggled getting it underneath the seat in front of her, the, the mom. The family says the flight attendant insisted it go in the overhead bin. Uh, it's a dog. It's a dog. It can't breathe up there, the mom said, uh, and Sophia recalled. Uh, the family says they heard Coquita barking for about two hours, then he stopped. They went. Oh to, they gosh. wanted to check, but they couldn't. We tried, but there was a lot of turbulence, and we weren't allowed to stand up, Sophia said. Uh, the flight was over. They found Coquita had died. Fellow passengers posted a photo of the dog saying, my heart is broke, with, along with theirs. Um, when I realized he was gone, the mom was crying and screaming. Yeah, it's just awful. Oh, this, in, no. a, in a statement, United said, this was a tragic accident that should never have occurred, as pets should never be placed in overhead bins. We assume full responsibility for this tragedy and expressed our deepest condolences. Uh, and that's the nice warm fuzzies from uh, Untied there. Uh, retired airline captain Daniel, uh, Denny Kelly says the pitch black overhead bin is a dangerous for any live animal. Yeah. Well, pitch black isn't bad, but the overhead and lack- Well, yeah, no, it's... I mean, animals... There's no oxygen. <laughs> animals like the pitch black. Yeah. I mean, you know, give my cat a, a, a... Tie him up in a pillowcase <laughs> and he's happy as a clam, yeah. you know? Uh, so pitch black, not necessarily the thing. But uh, the thing is, Kelly said, 
there's no circulation yeah. in there. Um, they're scared. Their heart rate goes up. They use more oxygen, and there isn't enough oxygen in the first place. It makes it work. Uh, officials from the AKC said French bulldogs, uh, they have that short face and make breathing less efficient. And Aww. and they stress easier. Plus, it was a 10-month-old puppy. Yeah. So it's just a comedy of errors for Coquito. So Coquito's owners hope that others learn from his death. The family says the flight attendant claimed afterwards that she didn't know there was a dog inside the bag. Um, she's been described as distraught or an idiot. I added that second part. Oh, yeah. No, they said it. They literally said to her that it was a dog, that there was a dog yeah, in there. So I'm just kind of so. like. And then United goes on with more backpedaling and apologies. Um, yada, yada, yada. So that is uh, the story of Coquito, which, uh, again, because people on social media and it went viral. Oh, yeah. Posted a picture of the dead dog. Oh. Um, it's like I'm so oh, glad I haven't seen that hashtag hello YouTubers thanks for uh, you know there was a YouTube guy that posted Logan, I don't, what, I yeah, don't say his di- name oh. I don't want to give him any more publicity oh, sorry some butthead YouTuber <laughs> yeah. uh, posted a picture of, of someone who committed suicide yeah in the in, and, the, in the suicide forest in Japan yeah, <sighs> yeah. I hate people. Ever mentioned that to you, Sam? Yeah, that I, I every hate, day. I hate people. Every day. People make me crazy. <laughs> Um, so our heart goes out to, uh, Coquito's family and, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's tough, you know, you get attached to a little critter and, uh, you know, 10 months yeah. is, is, is way too short, uh, for, for a puppy. But like I said, we're going to talk to, not Lindy, Lindsay, Lars. Now I'm sad. Uh, and we're going to get her on the line and, and talk to her about it. And we're going to get her and, and be able to uh, yeah. see where how the Animal League defunts uh, – defunts? Good Lord. The Animal what League – What is up with you today? Defense for <laughs> fund. Uh, I've only had one beverage. <laughs> I, need, I need more. Uh, Animal League Defense Fund uh, is, is getting involved and, and how they're getting involved and, and who else they're, they're helping getting, getting involved. But Lindsay Laris oversees the Legislative Affairs Program in the Animal League Defense Fund's Los Angeles offices. She works at the state and local levels to advance legislation and policy initiatives that would promote and protect the lives and interests of animals opposing legislation that would be detrimental to animals' well-being. Um, she collaborates with other nonprofits, and she is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania Law School. And she's uh, coming up on the line. She's also was uh, New York University in 2003 in political science. So she is well-versed in the political field. Lindsay! Hey, it's Jamie from Animal Talk. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh well, you know it's. Uh, I I wish we had fluffier topics to uh, to to talk <laughs> about and converse about. We just uh, I'm here with uh, our, our trusty sidekick Sam. Hi. And uh, we just broke Hi. down the the news story and, and kind of ran through the ones and twos of uh, the family and their reactions and uh, that whole part of it. And uh, United's vast um, apologies, would you call them, uh, for what happened. And uh, so what's next, Lindsay? Um, You are the the legislative affairs. You're in charge of the legislative affairs for the uh, Animal Legal Defense Fund. Um, What do you guys do and, and how are you getting involved? 
Sure. So the Animal Legal Defense Fund, we use the legal system in order to advocate for change for animals. And we do that through litigation and legislation, as well as working with criminal prosecutors around the country. And kind of all three of those are tied in with this this case. Um, I know that there's been calls for investigations from DA's offices in, in Houston area where the flight originated, as well as in Queens um, in New York where the flight landed. Myself, personally, I'm working with um, a New York uh, senator's office, Senator Alcantara, on legislation that would be essentially giving pets uh, who are passengers or playing certain certain rights, um, such as, you know, not to be put in the overhead carry-on, as an example. But, but basically, these are rights for all that. This is, a, this is a sentient being that you have when you're bringing a pet on a plane. It is not a piece of luggage, which is how the law, unfortunately, treats animals on mm. a piece of the property. Right. So um, are there are there standards right now for what airlines have to do uh, for pets? Because I, I know there the last year there were a couple stories of, of some bigger dogs, uh, some huskies, I, I believe, that uh, had a, a demise in in the belly of an airplane. Are, are there is there a yeah, standard so- of, of of care that airline is there a standard of care now that airlines have to uphold to? I don't believe that there is a sort of regimented standard of care um, per the FAA regulations. Mm-hmm. Airlines are able to sort of set their own standards. Um, and this is, this is more for pets as carry on. I'm not as familiar with the rules for cargo. I haven't been researching that um, in light of this topic. Um, but for carry on, it's sort of like it's set by the airlines and, and essentially passengers pay to bring a pet on, on the plane and the airlines decide their own rules for that. Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of concerning because airlines can have their, their own regulations their own decisions of what they want to do obviously not all airlines are training personnel in order to how to deal with animals on planes appropriately and and that's kind of concerning as more and more people are taking their pets on trips and taking their pets on planes nowadays okay yeah and well we we animal talk we are uh, uh we, we we love animals and we advocate for animals uh but jump back and forth uh, on either side of the fence on this one cuz there seems to be more and more shenanigans uh these days with people and um you know traveling with their pets and having their place, pets in 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 public places like restaurants and what have you mm-hmm. um and these you know you know emotional support animals um you know because you can just kind of go to a website and get a certificate that says yeah you know i got my because I, I got a cat named percy and I, I jokingly i call him my serenity cat just because you know i want to take him places because he's like really really cool and so i have percy the serenity cat and i take him places with me but he's not i, I don't really need an emotional support animal um i have friends who um work with a, a, an outfit called stiggy's dogs and they they train dogs to be support animals for uh, veterans coming back from the Middle East. And those guys, I give, I give them anything they want. And if they want a, an emotional support dog to to hang out with and and help them, you know, adjust and 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 just be more power to them. Anything they want, they got. You know, but. Uh, uh, so we kind of fall on, on two sides of the fence there with uh, the emotional support animals. And there seems to be more and more animals getting on, onto flights. Um, and it, it makes it a challenge for, for I think, the airlines to to accommodate that. Sure. And, you know, as far as I'm aware, in this case, this animal was just, you know, a paid sort of passenger bringing right. their pet along with them, not a support animal. Right. 
Um, and and I, I have flown with my cat. My cat is not a serenity cat. My cat is a cat that <laughs> screams on the plane the entire time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I paid for the pet to be on the plane. Sure. And it's, you know, not the same price as paying for, you know, a seat on the plane, but you are paying sure. to bring your animal aboard. And, and I think there should be a certain standard of care that's an expectation when you're when you're bringing your animal, regardless of if it's a support animal or being paid for, right. as a, you know, a carry-on item. And that, and that, you know, I agree with you that, that, you know, there are sort of like these fine lines between what's a support animal and what's not and people who may take advantage of that system. But this is more about... You know, once the animal is on the plane, how do we want to treat that animal? Right. So, yeah, the question is, you know, should they be getting on the plane in the first place? And is, you know, is it a support thing or is it, you know, you're, you're taking your, you're going from here to there for a while and you're taking your critter with you. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm all for that because, again, I, I love our little fur buddies and, and having them with us. Um, so what is the, the legislation that uh, was who's our New York representative again? It's uh, Marisol Alcantara. Okay, and what is the legislation that she is proposing? Sure. So it's a it's called the Pet Passenger Bill of Rights. It's essentially, or it's actually called Coquito's Law after the dog that passed okay. away on the United flight. Um, and it essentially just sort of outlines some basic, you know, standards of care for animals on planes. Like they should be, you know, treated as as animals, and that they are, should be allowed to have food and water, um, not be put into overhead bins. And all of this is going to, to this thing, going to the concept of animals are sentient beings. They are not pieces of carry-on luggage, which is sort of how the standard is right now. Right. So the law right now, all animals are considered property. And unfortunately, um, on the legal side of that is if you lose your animal, and this has happened a bunch of times to airplanes um, and air carriers that pets, pets bring passengers they, and their pets die, um, Owners are only allowed to recover sort of the value of the animal, and that can be, oh. you know, to get your animal a shelter, fifty bucks, right, and like that. And that really is is not taking into account what we in society nowadays really consider our, our pets, which is members of the family. So maybe there there's somewhere to consider an animal um, in between a piece of luggage and and a person. Yes, that you know we're we're kind of trying to get more towards and trying to figure out. And I think that that is you know where this bill is kind of trying to go, and why this story was such a big deal you know, that blew up in spite of all the other news out there. This story has been covered so much. Right, right, right. So I, have you been in contact with the family? Is, 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 a, is the family part of this conversation? No, not, not in terms of the legislation. Um, I, I believe that they have retained an attorney um, who we, we may end up working with on right, right. litigation, but I'm not, I'm not sure at this time. Okay. So my next question is what, because this is, you know, I mean, it started in Houston and it landed in in New York uh, and airlines, they they fly across states. So this is more of a federal issue. Why, why is a state senator getting involved with this? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there was such outcry that there was this, this, desire to do something at the state level okay um but you're right that this is a federal federal issue and um passenger bills of rights for for people have been found to be something that needs to be regulated on the on the federal level not the state level all right because i remember i remember saturday morning cart i'm just a bill I'm only a bill <laughs> sitting here on Capitol Hill. I, I remember my Saturday morning. That's about as far as it gets. So, but I mean, does this help when you have like local bills introduced? Does it does it help and does it feed into the national uh, discussion? Or, or why why is she doing this? Is, is it yeah. grandstanding? I mean, what is it? Yeah, 
And again, you know, because all I have is Saturday morning cartoons (laughs) as experience. You're the one with the law degree, so tell me. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you have state senators bringing things up as bill, it gets the conversation started. And a lot of things that that get kicked up to a national level start at at state bills. And I've seen that sort of in local ordinances, going to state ordinances, and it's the same kind of idea of when you have states discussing something, you know. And it, it, it seems to me a bit unclear whether or not that pets, as you know, getting these sort of rights is necessarily federal or not. I think there's an argument that could be made that it could be a state issue. Okay, but I think the desire is to make this you know something a piece of federal legislation to recognize that this is a problem. And I've actually um, also been in touch with a representative, um, a U.S. representative, who is interested in doing a similar bill. So okay. I think that this is this will become something that will be on on, on the national level and the federal bill level. All right, yeah, because I, I had a couple things come across. Uh, woof. Have you heard about the the woof? I have, I have. Okay, yeah. So that was John Kennedy from – where's Kennedy from? He's from uh, Louisiana or something like that. Where is he from? He's from – yeah, he's a Republican – a Republican, believe that – from Louisiana. Uh, and then, uh, and then there's uh, – who's the other one? Uh, 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 Mastro, Senator Mastro. Uh, she also is uh, – they're, they're both – I think they're co-sponsors. They're both working on, on Woof. She's from uh, Nevada. And it's, uh, what is it, Welfare of Our Furry Friends Act. Woof. Um, so is, is that the one you're talking about? Um, I, I was contacted by a U.S. representative, a uh, different person that you mentioned, to, and I'm not sure if they're going to, to tack on to that or do something different. Right. But um, I, I think that, you know, it, it's interesting you saying, oh, this Louisiana senator, Republican, our pets are sort of bipartisan yeah oh. it seems that especially your cats and dogs people on both sides of the aisle want to protect them and think of them as members of the family so it's kind of nice to see that this that there are some bipartisan issues out there sure well i generally you think of like you know warm fuzzy feel-good acts like mm-hmm. this that uh, it's a it, they, they skew a little bit more to the democratic uh legislators um but, uh, yeah, I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, he's a Republican. Right on. Go. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they, they're, they're, they have that book, the, that book. They have that uh, uh, bill that they're going to introduce. That's uh, the Welfare for Our Furry Friends Act. Um, so what, you know, it's, it's like, what do you do, though? I mean, you can't really, for this family, I mean, just, you know, give them a hug. I mean, what else can, you know, there's... No price tagging put yeah. on it, really. Right. I mean, I, I can't speak for the family, but I think if I were the family, not the monetary issue, but just wanting to know that this isn't going to happen to another family and to make sure that the airline takes whatever appropriate steps necessary, whether training their their um, their folks on the crew, um, making sure that there are some standards in place. That's what I would want to see if I, if this were my pet. Absolutely. So the Animal Legal Defense Fund, uh, Lindsay Laris, you're, you're the you're the head uh, attorney there. What uh, what other legislation? What other pieces of uh, law are, are are concerning the Animal Legal Defense Fund right now? Well, right now we're working on a bill in California, which is where I am based, that will um, require mental health evaluations and also education for those who are convicted of animal abuse crimes, ah. which is wow. sort of, yeah, which will be a great step in, tor- in terms of, um, you know, recognizing that crimes against animals are sort of the first step in maybe more serious crimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, yeah. we can intervene and take oh. care of that before. Yeah. 
before that gets more serious. Um, we also worked this session on a bill in Florida um, to ban the breeding of orcas that unfortunately did not get out of committee, but we will continue to push that bill. And um, a lot of just looking around and, and figuring out and up at state levels, we are, are not primarily working on federal legislation at this point, sort of for obvious reasons. And sure. Federal legislation is a bit difficult. <laughs> and, yeah. It's a different climate, we're, right? We're looking Exactly. And yeah. we're looking for opportunities to just sort of push the status of animals um, beyond property and, and as sentient beings and how we can we can use the law in order to solidify that and make sure that animals and crimes against animals are treated seriously. All right. What about because you did it was very interesting that you used the phrase uh, about uh, banning breeding of orcas. Uh, and again, that really reflects on the the big theme parks that uh, rely on on animals and sea mammals for entertainment purposes. Um, that you know, wherever you're going to fall on, whether that's right or wrong. But uh, so that's what that ban is kind of geared towards those big entertainment parks. Correct, and I think we're all thinking of one in particular. <laughs> oh, yes. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with this whole new internet, uh, you can't say crap about anybody anymore, so you got to be careful. But uh, <laughs> um, th- my question is: breed bands, uh, pit bulls get a-, a pretty bad rap, right? I mean, they are powerful dogs. They are, and when they make a mistake, it's a big mistake. But uh, where do you guys do you guys get involved with uh, like uh, local municipalities or, or, or counties or states that uh, are trying to enforce breed bans? Um, we have not really been involved in that fight right now. Unfortunately, we're pretty we're pretty tight on our resources, and we're trying to kind of focus that on um, state level issues okay. and not working on the local bans. And we we know we we definitely have have been asked about that and have partners, and we. You know, we support legislation that does not um, outlaw breeds per se, um, because we we believe that you know it, it's an individual animal, and the way the animal's raised should be kind of the the paramount. Not not looking at the breed specifically and just kind of discriminating based on breed alone. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing that just they get such a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. Sam, you got uh, I have two of them. You have two people. Yeah, they're awesome little puppies. They but, are. Uh, yeah, I have I I have a Pitbull German Shepherd little mix. Oh, um, and she just sounds a lot scarier than she is. But yeah, I am aware that she could do something maybe if she was really provoked. So, but I'm just, but she never knows. And I because I've just you know taught her and trained her well. Awesome. So Lindsay, uh, so what should we look for next uh, on the horizon uh, about this piece of legislation, or what can people do if they want to get involved and voice their things about Kakito's Law or uh, Woof, those national ones that are being bandied about? I, I think that people should just kind of keep keep an eye on the news and see what these legislators are doing, and if there's something that they really want to have happen, right to to your senator, your local representative, whether at the state level or at the federal level, and make sure that your voice is heard and that, you know, it actually does make a huge difference when you do contact your local representative. People think that they don't have a voice, but you do, and you have it through that person. And I'm excited to see more and more people getting involved in politics and getting involved in the law um, through the representatives nowadays, especially the young people. So how is the uh, Animal Legal Defense Fund funded? How, how do, where do you guys, uh, how do you guys keep, keep the doors open and lights on? We are exclusively funded through individual donors, so we really rely oh, wow. on people who, who are excited for our mission and support our mission to give to give in order to um, for us to keep the lights on, as you say, and to expand our programs. 
Um, we've been around for 40 years doing that. So okay. we've had enough momentum from, from individual donations. All right. So how do people, is there a website? Where can people go to find out more and to get involved through you? And to donate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We do have a website. It's www.aldf.org. And you can find out right on that site. There'll be a little link that says donate here or find out more information. You can also sign up for our action alerts and find out what's going on. We, you know, especially when we have a bill that we're working on, we'll send out alerts and say, contact your senator, um, either in opposition, if it's something that we don't want to pass or to support a bill when it's something we do want to pass. Awesome. All right. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for taking some time and being with us today. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Be well. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. So there you go. That's uh, Coquito's Law. Is that anything like Carlito's Law? Is that? No, that's different. That (laughs) was a movie. Yeah. All right. So, but uh, the Animal Defense Fund, Animal League Defense Fund, and uh, it's just the acronym there, ALDF.org. And uh, yeah, it's a good way to get get involved with the animal issues that, that are going on. So. Thanks so much for them for, for chiming in. Uh, this woman, Natalie, sent the email. I was like, hey, Jamie, you want to talk about this? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of kind of do want to talk about oh, wow. that. So uh, I was curious where, where they were going to fall on, on breed bands. And I was like, really? Because if they do work. But, it, again, it gets down to the nitty gritty. I mean, every city and every, you know, county. Yeah. Um, that, that would be like... Uh, you know, beyond the scope of, of mm-hmm. what, you know, unless they, you know, had like <laughs> Scrooge McDuck and all his money. I was trying to think of a, I was trying to name a billionaire and Scrooge McDuck is the only one I could come up with. <laughs> silence. Oh, so so unless Scrooge McDuck could bankroll them, they, it would be hard to, to fight that fight. You don't know any other billionaires. No, that's it. That's the only one I know personally. Wow. Scrooge, Scrooge McTuck. He's uh, we went out, we went out for cocktails the other day. He's uh, yeah, he's very. Uh, he made me pay. He's very Scroogey. <laughs> Sam, you, if you laugh at these, I will only keep doing them. No, they're funny. Don't encourage me. They're funny. That one the other day was not funny. <laughs> but you laughed anyway. <laughs> Hey, Sam. Hey, what? You know, I almost forgot about. Oh, yeah? Our sponsor. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, it's, it's, we're talking about, going to be talking about the, the, the rhinos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the world and, and saving it. Well, you can save the world by simply searching for something. Yes, right? you can. You can, right? So it's uh, Ecosia.co, right? Ecosia, it's uh, our sponsor, and it's a search engine. So if you go to Ecosia.co and you use that instead of like, you know. Google. Bing or. Ew, Bing. Ask Jeeves. Who wants to use that? Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to find people's MySpace pages. Yeah. That's old, man. <laughs> Do you remember, an ad- was it Ask Jeeves? Was that a thing? Do I remember that? I think yeah. I'm too young for that. It's a, it's a, that that one went by the wayside. But <laughs> Ecosia.co, it's a, it's a search engine. 
right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's slash Animal Talk, if you give us, you know, credit for having sent you that way. But just ecosia.co slash Animal Talk or just ecosia.co. And you go there and you search. And for all the, the ad revenue that they make, right, for people bouncing around and seeing things and eyes on ads and people click through something that's interesting to them. They plant trees. They are planting trees. Woo! That is it. Ecosia uses uh, income, at least 80% of their surplus income to plant trees. They want to plant like a bazillion trees. I think that's the round number. <laughs> no, they've done over 20 million trees wow. so far. And they do. They want to do 1 billion. Their goal is 1 billion trees by 2020. Oh, wow. So it's, it's a good, you know, I mean, we're losing our rhinos, but uh, the trees will help. The trees right? will help. So Ecosia... .co and use that as your search engine. We appreciate them uh, being a, a sponsor of Animal Talk, Ecosia.co, and uh, go plant a tree and do a little searching. Save the world. <laughs> no, that was lame. Cut that out. Okay. <laughs> lame. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, 57 years ago this week, Sam. What? 57 years ago this week. I don't know. 101 Dalmatians came out. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just earlier this week oh, was wow. the uh, 57th, and which is I just did not an know that. oddly precise and off-number anniversary. But, yeah, no, I was just going through, you know, always looking for animal stuff. I yeah. get little alerts, and it's like, hey. That's so, fun. 101 Dalmatians, 50, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. I'm I'm old. That's. And I'm not even that's that like old. That's like almost as three times as old I am. I'm that's like re- I'm like really, really old. But I'm not that old. Yeah, almost. Um, almost pretty, pretty Blake close. But, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, but here's my question to you, Sam. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite Disney animal movie? They're all pretty much oh, animally. Shoot. They all got anim. They all have animals in them, one way or another. But uh, what's I your favorite? What's a your list? I don't. I, there's so many. <laughs> the best Disney movies. I mean, Lady and the Tramp is is a classic. Uh, I, I love the little play on Romeo and Juliet, and I love the. I you like know, that one too. I, I, I like that one for sure. But what's your your oh favorite uh, Disney animal movie? Oh my god, there's so many. I know it's crazy. Oh my god, you I can't go even the, choose. Let's go to the tote board. You can you can you can you go top three then. Top three. Oh man, there's so many. There's like a billion. Let's go. I know. That's why I'm I'm putting putting it to you. Does Finding Nemo count? Because um, they're fish. <laughs> my God, yeah. That one counts for sure. I used to love that movie. I'm a fox. I'm a hound dog. That's a good one. But I, it was not at the top. I mean, and, and you got Bambi, which is oh, like yeah. quintessential. That's sad. You got Lion King, which is quintessential. Yeah. Right? Uh, what else do you got? The Aristocrats is just jazzy. Oh, I love that one, They're too. Just, that's just jazzy, yeah. man. So what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What do I got? I don't even know. This is so hard. I'm going to break it I'm gonna break it down, too. I'm going to pick my two. You want to know what my two are? All right, sure. My two? It's uh, Jungle Book. Oh, I like that one, too. That one didn't come up on here. And Lady and the Tramp. Those are my, those are my top two. I got to lean a little more towards Jungle Book just because you got Scatman Crothers in it. Uh, and yeah, so I got I gotta go I gotta go for the Jungle Book. Right. Uh, would be my my favorite. Dang, do it. Does it have to be like a classic one or can no? Be a I, one? I, I, and then you know, number three would be would be Finding Nemo. Aw, 
There's yeah. this new one that they have out. It's called Zootopia. I love that yeah? movie so much. It is good. It is good. It we is showed good. that for movie night. Oh at yeah, you, yeah. Last year. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, so much. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, we can only play kids' movies where I work at Family Video. That's what I always put on. Uh huh. Yeah. Even though you got that creepy back room. Oh, oh no! You were you were gonna you were gonna video store. You like you're like except for the heart attack. You have like Kevin Smith's life. Oh my god! All you got to do is just get like. Overweight. I never realized I, that. Yeah, you're like living Kevin Smith's life. You're oh like God. working at a video store. Be kind, yeah. rewind, Sam. There's no tapes to rewind anymore. <laughs> Be kind, stop scratching my damn Blu-rays. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh <laughs> you got to sign God. up. Be kind, stop scratching the damn we Blu-rays need already. That. People literally rent things and they go home and they like scratch them themselves and bring it back and be like, yeah, this didn't work. So they can get like a refund or like a free they, movie. They'll watch it and then scratch it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> People. So I, di- I divert back to about 20 minutes ago, Sam. I hate people. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. No, people do that? Yeah, people do do that. Because we would do that. We would have, uh, like I said, Sam used to be a student. She's all better now. And we would do these fundraisers <laughs> for uh, for our, our clubs and the, the, the school paper yeah. that uh, I would advise. And then um, we would show movie night, right? We'd mm-hmm. have movie night. And we'd invite people from the community to come in, bring their kids show a kitty movie and we'd go and we rent a movie from the local video place which you actually work at now. I work at there and I work at there. <laughs> Hashtag Kevin Smith. And then uh, inevitably like every third one that we would do would skip. And yeah, it kind of Because so we show it in the big auditorium mm-hmm. right? And we, at, at the school has a really we, nice auditorium yeah. and a really nice sound system and it's like being at the movies. But yeah, when it nice. starts when it starts to skip it kind of takes you out of that oh we're at the movies thing and it's like oh we're watching a DVD at school. Yeah. It kind of breaks that whole bad. that whole illusion there. Um and that's just such a drag. Um, yeah. so I always yeah, most of the kids movies are like just trash. Wrecked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? Uh, all right. So you're, you're, well, the question was: It's been 57 years since uh-huh. the release of 101 Dalmatians. We digress. Yes, and uh, I'm putting you to the test. What are your top three Disney Disney movies? 101 Dalmatians is up there in the top ten for me. But yeah. uh, um, I had Jungle Book, and what else did I say? <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. And, and, and Finding uh, Nemo. What? Are, what's your top uh, couple? I don't know. Oh, all of them. I all love, of them. I love them. Oh, you I said Zootopia. You said Zootopia. Yeah, I like Zootopia. You said Zootopia. Uh, I like That's Brother a... Bear. Brother Bear. Okay. Oh, See? that one makes me cry. See? I cry all the time. Oh, all these make me cry. That's it. And then there's other ones that aren't Disney, too. There's other really great ones that aren't Disney. Over the Fence. Is that a Disney one? <laughs> over the Hedge. Over the... <laughs> over. No, it's not. That's Over the Fence. <laughs> Come on, what are you talking about? Over. They're, they're animals. They're trying to get over. And there's a fence there, I'm sure. There might be a hedge growing around it, but there's a fence. I'm sure of this thing. No, it's not Disney. Yeah, okay. But uh, yes, there's a I lot. I totally of... knew that. There's a over the hedge. Yeah, okay. Over the fence. I don't know. You don't know your movie. I know. Well, it's not on the list in front of me. That's why I said it's a good one. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah. It is a, it is a good one. Yeah. Not, yeah. not one of my absolute favorite faves, but uh, uh, so many good animal movies. But uh, I was amazed at how old 101 Dalmatians That's crazy. is, right? 1961? Uh, something like that. Oh, yeah. man. Yep, yep, yep. March, uh, whatever it was, 18th. That's crazy. March 18th was the original release date. Wow. On that one. That is, that was it. So, uh, Sam, the, uh, I'm more, and again, I told you this show was going to be a total downer. Oh, yeah. Brian had a death 
in, in the family, and and now we're talking about dead dogs dead and overhead dogs in compartments. But you know, if anything good can come out of it, you know, you say, you say those platitudes. But uh, so there is some legislation coming out of it. Maybe it'd be a little something good coming out of yeah. that that tragedy. But uh, another tragedy. Do you notice the other tragedy, uh, animal tragedy, in the news this week? Uh, I. I try to stay away from, from things tra- that make me sad. All right. Well, let me let me make you a little sad here. The uh, last male white rhino. Oh, I died. heard about that. Never mind. I did. Okay. The northern no. oh, northern white rhino. I looked at all the pictures. Oh, there are and they there there was there was a photographer. Yeah. Um, you know, caption. And there's some video yeah. of, of some of his last days uh, from his last days. But uh, there are two females in a. Com- uh, a a confer- conservation place mm-hmm. in Kenya, uh, but they're unable to uh, uh, breed. Yeah, because um, they're both females. Yes, and he was well, and, and but the and but I mean, even when they had the male and they could get oh, his yeah. male junk, they couldn't. Yeah, uh, get they they weren't they're they're physically unable to yeah. to do it even mm-hmm. if if they were able to do that. Um, but they they saved uh, they saved the stuff. So conservationists, here's a story coming off of the National Geographic. You can find a story just about anywhere on on this one. But uh, I figured the one from National Geographic would be a pretty fair place to start. Yeah. That uh, the conservationists were expecting the death uh, of Sudan. He was the world's last remaining male north white, white rhinoceros. Uh, he died on on Monday night. Um, and it was met with international dismay. He was a forty—he was forty-five years old. Forty-five-year-old oh, wow. male rhino had been living under armed guard um, at a conservancy in in Kenya. Earlier this month, Suzanne developed an infection on his back right leg. Uh, he'd been suffering from age-related complications, and the infection worsened, and it worsened his condition. And now there are only two female northern white rhinos remaining. Uh, uh, on this earth. Wow. So, uh, so the question is, is all hope lost, right? Sudan's death is, is largely seen as the final signature on the species, and it's a death warrant for uh, that breed and sending oh. it into the extinct list and oh, not wow. just endangered. Um, there was a major conservation push to help keep Sudan producing uh, an offspring, uh, one last-ditch effort to raise money for his care, but uh, it just didn't, didn't happen. Oh, wow. There was even a Tinder profile created for him. Wait, really? <laughs> Hashtag creepy. Uh, documenting Split Sudan left. and the species decline right. was a major uh, project for National Ge- Geographic photographer Amy Vitale. So Amy Vitale is a, a photographer Google, for yeah. National Geographic. She has a lot of photos of of his of him in his last years mm-hmm. and his last days. Yeah. Um, so Amy said that uh, we are witnessing the extinction of a species. It survived for millions of years but could not survive mankind. She wow. put that up on Instagram. Vitaly was with Sudan when the rhino was transferred from the zoo uh, in the Czech Republic to Kenya in 2009. So she's been following him for a while. Um, it was thought that the African climate and having more room to roam would stimulate uh, his yeah. libido. <laughs> um, but uh didn't work. So he and he's he was now he was at this point past the reproductive age. The two females were unable to produce offspring naturally, uh, but they're attempting to breed a, a new rhino in a lab. So sex cells were harvested from the living northern rhinos while yeah. he was alive, and from the females, and they're going to try to do IVF to impregnate a, a southern white a southern white rhino, yeah, uh, as surrogates. So uh, 
all's not lost, but I mean, I can you can you can you reestablish a a breed from uh, from from just you know one right yeah, or a no, handful of I eggs mean, and stuff you know yeah that's yeah. I so rhinos in Africa, here's a little background on the, the rhinos in Africa. There are only seven of the subspecies on the planet back in 2014, and they were all in zoos. By the summer of 2015, the number had dwindled down to four. Oh. A few months later, there were only three. So this has been since uh, 2015. There's only been the three of them. Uh, the white rhino population is on a decline. Um, uh, Sudan's last days, rangers at the uh, kept the rhino under twenty four seven armed guard. Uh, da, 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 da. So, like elephants, rhinos in Africa are aggressively hunted for their lucrative horns and skin. That's just awful. Yeah, that is just some awful business there. Twenty thirteen, uh, another rhino subspecies, the western black rhino, was declared extinct. So oh, wow, we, lo- we lost the western black yeah. rhino. Eastern black rhinos, numbering about a thousand, could be the next rhino species to face extinction. Oh, no. So it is not a good time to be a rhino, that is for sure. So yeah, so that's uh, in our lifetime, right? So is uh, are we not smart enough? Are we not technologically advanced enough to to fix these problems? Yeah, um, I don't know. Humans are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> So that's our mission. We're going to get a scientist on. We're going to talk about oh, ex- yeah. extinctions. Uh, and what does it mean, really? So we'll get somebody on to really kind of break it down and, and what the impact has. You know, so what? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but, I mean, it is, I, what impact is one species of rhino? Well, there's six other species of rhinos. What what could be the harm, right? So, yeah. but just the whole, it's not good. No. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, I'm going to guess. Probably not good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> not fill, us. Fill us in on that. Uh, but, yeah, it's just uh, sad Yeah. that we uh, have abused our environment that much. Oh, gosh. Uh, so 101 Dalmatians and the, the rhino, and that's about all I had, Sam. Oh, really? That is it, it, man. What's happening in your animal world? How are your critters doing? They're good. They're lazy. Yeah? Like always. Yeah. And they get dirt in my bed. I have uh, to change my sheets every day. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so we had a fun trip. Uh, Dr. Brad, uh, I took the kids in to see Dr. Brad. Our dog, Aww. Zoe, is like 15 plus, and she's got some stuff going on. So we went in to see him. But our little boy, Percy, is only three and a half. And he so was like, precious. yeah, he was like puking up, though. He was like, Aww. yeah, so he was having some issues. So we took everybody into the vet. Everybody into the car. They were all excited. We're going for a car ride. Yeah. And we got to Brad's place, and they're like, we're less excited now. <laughs> Although Brad is a ton of fun, and he hugs yeah. him. I, I love Brad is like one of the best vets I know because he, yeah. he just he hugs him and cuddles him, and uh, he, <laughs> he works well with him. Yeah. So, yeah, Zoe, it turns out Zoe's got some kidney issues. Oh. And uh, Kirby's just an idiot. I mean, <laughs> Kirby. Kirby, Kirby, no, Kirby, oh, go. it's not Kirby. Percy's, oh. Percy's just an idiot. So um, oh. uh, he was a little dehydrated, and uh, so, but he we got Percy back on track. And uh, Zoe is uh, we got we got some work to do with Zoe, so we gotta we gotta get her on a special diet and help oh. them kidneys out. So, but she should be with the diet. He's like, yeah, we could probably fix this with diet. So. 
um, and some uh, hydration. So yeah, so that's uh, we're gonna get her juiced up. So that'll help the the puppy world. But yeah, uh, yeah that was fun. We're all going for. I brought the little cat carrier up. Right, because when yeah. you go to, you go in the vet's office, because they just sees all kinds of critters, yeah. you know, dogs and cats, and they want to be safe. I, it, he would, uh, Percy would listen to me and do whatever I told him. But the other animals in the clinic may or may not do what I tell them. <laughs> so I, you know, I'd put him in the carrier just so he was safe and the others would be safe. And uh, so I brought the carrier up. We haven't been in the carrier yeah. in a while, and I put it in the kitchen. I opened the door and I set it on the ground. And he's like checking it out, and he goes in and he sits down in it. And I'm like, man, are you going <laughs> to regret that decision? <laughs> Coming up real soon, because uh, I yeah. love him and I haven't even met him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had, had some blood taken and uh, got a shot, but that Aww. that got him all back on track. Yeah. And so he got all checked out. So that was our that was my pet adventure for the week. Oh. So yeah. Um. So I gotta I gotta look something up here. Okay. Stall for a second, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What do you got? All right. I need something here. I need something. I need. What do I need? Oh, I know what I need. Hang on, Sam. It's coming. Don't prepare yourself for it. It's oh, like, I know what uh, you're doing. Yeah, I uh, know. Here it comes. Uh, <laughs> oh, and now the, the, the hard drive is there. <laughs> This is wildly inappropriate. It's time oh, no. for the bad <laughs> animal joke of the week. Who's bad? I'm not thinking about this. This is like not smart. No, don't you not tell me later. Oh. Uh, what's gray but turns red? Is this inappropriate? No. What's gray but turns red? I don't know. An embarrassed rhinoceros. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, like I probably. We got the extinct white rhino, and I'm making yeah, uh, that's not good. Rhino jokes. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, what else we got? What? Overhead carrier jokes. I mean, I can't do that. Oh, no, that no, would no. really be messed up. Sam, I can't even believe you suggested that. No, no. <laughs> that is messed up. No. What happens to rhinoceros during puberty? Oh, is this inappropriate? It is. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He gets horny. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. All right, that's that's bad. That's oh well, and that'll that'll do it. Yeah, (laughs) should should probably clear out at this point. Head on our way, and uh, just kind of with our tiny little one foot tail between our legs. Yeah, and uh, that's it. So Animal Talk, animaltalkradio.com throughout the week. And uh, there's a way to email us there and uh, the pet parade. You can send in pictures. And Sam's going to totally redo the website so yep, it looks cooler. I just, went, I just was like, oh, shoot, that's what I was supposed oh, to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the social media and Facebook, which Sam tweets on at least once a day. Or tries to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she'll do a retweet or a post every uh, the Facebook, yeah, Animal yep. Talk Radio. Uh, Twitter, Animal Talk Radio, uh, Instagram, same thing again. Yeah. AnimalTalkRadio.com, the way to get a hold of us. So uh, please, 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 thanks for, for being with us. We truly appreciate it. Have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> My whole family's like on this. Ew, and they're all like commenting. Oh, no. Oh, really, mm-hmm. really? Mm, yeah, nope. Mm, we're going to end. Oh, oh, they can hear. Oh, I love you. I'm just really nervous and embarrassed. <laughs>
<laughs> I forgot they're still on here. Yeah, yeah. Have you hit stop yet? Now I did. Okay. Oh, oh shit! I, I hit stop on this one. Not did this you one. hit on the on the? You hit the stop button, right? Detroit? No, I didn't hit anything. 